0: This podcast is brought to you by Barrier Break Solutions Private Limited and Score Foundation.
1: Yeah, Roshani.
0: Roshani. Roshani ka
2: Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to this edition of IWA Conversations. My guest today is Nagraj More, Chief Manager, Training and Development, Bharat Petroleum Corporation Limited. Welcome, Nagaraj. Thank you, George. So, Nagraj, you are Chief Manager, Training and Development at BPCL. Yes. So, what exactly is your job role?
1: Uh, presently, I'm posted as Chief Manager Training and Development in Mumbai Refinery. So my uh, job role is like identifying training programs, checking the benefits and the value additions for the refinery as such. The job role here becomes much more challenging because when I was in corporate l there we focus more on uh, the behavioral leadership uh, and such programs. Whereas in refineries, you need to also you know, handle a lot of functional training programs. My job role also involves designing training programs related to the various functions, certain behavioral aspects, interacting with the trainers or the facilitators to check the content validity, And then it also involves a lot of administrative uh, aspects such as, you know, receiving the nominations, forwarding those nominations, ensuring people join the programs. And then, uh, last but not the least, another thing is meeting the business targets. This year, our business targets was X and uh, we have exceeded the target in comparison to the other refineries in in BPCL.
2: Nakraj, I also believe uh, you are a qualified coach. Uh, I've often wondered what a coach does. The coach actually uh,
1: enables an individual or a group of people to explore their potential, to discover their potential. In the uh, decade of 50s, 60s and 70s, it was more like, you know, mentors, where mentor used to say like, look, this is what I have done, where they used to directly share their experiences with the subordinates or with their buddies. Whereas here, we are not prescriptive. We don't say you have to do this, you have to do that. We ask certain leading questions where, The group of people or an individual tries to explore as to what he or she needs to do or resolve an issue. This is what the coach does. The coach doesn't give answers, the coach helps individuals to discover their own answers
2: through probing questions. How did you uh, qualify as a coach because I oh, don't think that, people are born as coaches. so they did ask me how are you going to manage? how are you going to look we do
1: draw things on the whiteboard. How are you going to manage that? Somebody needs to write for uh, you on the whiteboard. but uh, yes, as I uh, said, we need to work around the challenges you know we cannot sit and say, I need this, I need that the, 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 the first thing which any individual should stop is demanding you know do not demand. Right. create your own devices, your own techniques to work around the challenges. You know, as general MacArthur said in yeah. life, there is no security in life. There are only opportunities.
2: Wonderful. Wonderful.
1: So, uh, I started keeping my OHPs in order. Like if I have to take five sessions, I need, I used to ensure that the OHPs are in order. Then I used to take somebody's help or the other. And, right. uh, At that time, uh, what I did was like, look, I used to read the slides bullet by bullet on the, uh, with the help of JAWS, then record it on the, uh, in Braille. But one incident, such incident came where a Monday I had to do a session and I didn't have the slides at all. And it was Friday afternoon when I was told. So then my wife, Vishaka, she sat at home, recorded all the slides on the, then we had a small dictaphone yes then i came back home i was listening to each and every bullet points on the dictaphone then i make note in uh, make, made notes in braille and uh, i delivered the sessions wonderfully fine because you need to slog it out this is a message for a lot of youngsters today they they are fortunate enough George. you and i didn't have the technology what to have today
2: yes
1: at that time we had to literally depend on people to read things and today you need not have an expensive software like JAWS or a window eyes to read things. You, you can just have free NVDA software. The one important aspect, uh, a vital thing a coach must acquire is, George, read, read, read. You need to have the knowledge. You need to have the knowledge. You need to have a global knowledge. And another technique I devised was, you know, I had a lot of fellow coaches. So I used to meet them once in a while and they used to read a book they used to summarize and tell me there are a few uh, books which are about 1000 pages or 2000 pages many of my fellow coach colleagues you know they used to make notes type out those summary of each chapter not more than a page and they used to send it to me so i there was not uh, need of me reading the whole book reading the summary itself was enough and uh, another important aspect for a coach is to know I don't know how many people uh, would appreciate this, but knowing Braille is, to an extent, it'll be a great gift because you're sitting at the back of the table, you can make quick notes and then it'll help you. It'll, it'll uh, help you to deliver your sessions much better.
0: If you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness, please share the IV National toll-free Helpline number one eight zero zero five three two zero four six nine. The number is one eight zero zero
2: five three two zero four six nine. Are there bodies that actually formally certify you, and uh, what is the process you go through for the certification? The process
1: is uh, they will see you as a life coach. Uh, and then you need to send them recordings. Yeah. You also have online oral sessions where they they you know they ask you several questions. And it, it's not that you know they call you and tell you, "Look, uh, nickname among my friends and among my coaches is Nagi." They they don't tell me like Nagi. These are the questions we're going to ask, so you better prep up. It's not that. It's all spontaneous, instantaneous, and uh, what they assess is. What are your basic instincts as a coach? Are you able to handle that spontaneity? Because when you're going to uh, handle a group, you know, when you're taking session for about 30, 40 people, yeah. you, you don't know what questions they're going to come out with. He also yeah. asked me for the bodies, you know, there's one body called International Association of Coaches. Mr. Krishna Kumar was the president of International Association of Coaches. It's based in the US.
2: Yeah.
1: But he was the first person who took an initiative, who took the lead to certify 20 visually challenged guys as a coach in Hong Kong.
2: How many Indians here?
1: Indians, I I don't know. I don't think there are any uh, known persons as a coach other than me. I have my doubts. Because as I told you, George, coaching is something where it's rigorous. Right. The the, the sessions are for minimum 8-8
2: months. Uh, you've been working with um, BPCL for several years now and uh, we all grew up at a time when uh, you know uh, uh, corporate or public sector employment was not very common when it came to people with disability. Tell me a little bit about how did you decide to get into what you are doing now and uh, what was the journey that uh, took you to BPCL and uh, the employment?
1: I uh, had done my summer internship with BPCL. And then the management had seen my mobility, my independence and other things. Actually, uh, when I completed my internship, uh, there are a few rare students from TESS who also get the verbal offer in the third semester itself. Right. So I was one among those lucky guys who was was made a verbal offer in the third semester. Would you like to join us if we offer a job to you?
2: Right.
1: So I told them, uh, I'm happy, but let me think about it. Uh, our recruitment normally happens in the fourth semester uh, during the month of Chan. And that's the time where Cadbury's had come to our uh, campus. Yes. And I remember my interview with the Cadbury's man went for one hour, 10 minutes.
2: Right.
1: So I still remember Mr. Arun Joshi was the director of Cadbury's at the time. Right. And uh, he looked at the the kind of internship uh, report a project report I had done in uh, BPCL. Right. And it was 22nd to 23rd February 92 uh, where BPCL also invited me for the interview. Right. I said, uh, let me go and take a chance there also. Sure. And then when they came back in the evening, I got a call from Cadbury saying that through our, uh, you know, one of the professors saying that. Uh, I think even Cadbury's would like to offer you the uh, job. Right. Then in the end, I took a call to join BPCL, uh, George. I'll tell you, there's a, you know, Howard Business School had come out uh, article in 2014. Um, many of us do play a lot of games when we are kids, right? Like a yes. police or a, like a teacher, like a leader, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. So some of these games actually helps, enables an individual to identify their purpose in life. Right: All of us were born ordinary, beat Mahatma Gandhi, beat Mother Teresa, beat anybody, beat Nelson Mandela. They were all born ordinary. What made them extraordinary is, uh, George, they all discovered their purpose when they were kids. Yeah So you know, a lot of these elders do ask you, know, like, uh, what is that you would like to do? What is that you would like to become when you grow?" Yeah. So always I used to tell them, "I would like to get into the army. I still remember my grandma, my, my dad, my mom, they used to, they were slightly tilted towards spirituality. So they used to take me to a lot of these sages. So one sage asked me, what is that you would like to do, son, when you grow? I said, I want to get into the army. Right. I said, don't, don't take it. Otherwise, you're totally blind. So how will you get into the army? You can't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then I said, give me a blessing that I need to serve this nation in some form or the other. Right. So that's the time I decided, look, I can't get into the army can you serve this nation by joining at least a public sector and the way I decided HR was uh, when I was uh, in school we used to be introduced to a lot of people lawyers lecturers the best music guys the best there's best that that's the time I thought you know nobody is in the management why not to do something getting into the management and doing and uh my school was run by the germans and the americans it was known as the christopher blunden mission the school was given Light school for the blind in bangalore yeah they had one good thing george the moment we reach fourth grade yeah they used to help us to discover our dreams and help us to visualize and then making those you know enabling, enabling us to making those dreams into reality and somebody asked me, why management? Why not, you know, it's easy to become a lawyer or a lecturer because many visually challenged guys have become uh, excelled in this field. So it'll be easy for you to make a dent. I Then I told other friends of mine, look, I'd like to open the new door of opportunities. Okay, how many blind lawyers, how many blind lecturers you're going to have?
2: Yeah.
1: And that's the time I decided, look, HR is one uh, thing where I can make a dent. And yeah. uh, I joined the uh, TISS, I I cannot take names here. There are a few of my friends, classmates, batchmates, wherever it was possible, they've actually recruited uh, uh, some visually challenged guys in their respective uh, organizations. Right. So, my purpose was uh, to create a new opportunity to open the doors where we need not only be musicians, uh, lawyers or lecturers, we can also be effective managers. We can also be effective coaches. We can do whatever we want provided we have a clear purpose in life.
2: Excellent. Excellent. So, um, you know, it's one thing to get a job. Uh, Now, uh, you know, we always, when when people get into a job, uh, one of the things that challenges a blind professional is the ecosystem. Uh, How did BPCL kind of ensure that you had the Ecosystem for you to perform to your potential and make a contribution to the company?
1: They were very nice. I'll tell you why. Uh, The moment I joined, when when I was going to any location for training, they used to call up and say, Look, we are sending you so and so, who is totally blind, but uh, he's excellent in other activities, in other areas of life. Right. So they used to be very well told. I'll give you a simple latest example. Right. do I have the permission to take names here, George? Some important names? names? Yeah,
2: sure, sure. Sure, yeah.
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, please. So, we, we have a GMHR uh, in charge of uh, Mumbai Refinery. Now, yeah. he got to know, uh, both of us are coaches, of course. But he got to know that uh, I, I will be uh, reporting to Mumbai Refinery as chief manager training.
2: Yeah. Now,
1: you know what he did? He went to the learning center, checked the cabin, which was allotted to me. Yeah, and he said uh, he, you know, he blindfolded himself. And yeah. He said, "Yar, aisa mat rakho isko. table ko is location mein rakho, is direction mein rakho, so that uh, it's easy for him to enter the cabin and move out of the cabin."
2: Yeah. So he he kind of went to the detail of even positioning yes. of your positioning yes. of your table and chair. Absolutely, absolutely. There, there are again, uh, uh, you know,
1: there are challenges, but there are people also who do things to make. Uh, you comfortable out of the way. They go out of the way. They, they were, they, this was not required for him to do at all, but he, he did it. So uh, people are there to give us opportunities and we need to make use of the opportunities with a lot of responsibility and uh, fulfill all those obligations which the organizations do demand from us.
2: Yeah, I guess uh, one of the biggest barriers that uh, people with disability face in a... In, a, in, a, in an employment situation, is the attitude of people around. And I think you've been lucky or you've been blessed that um, people around you have had a kind of uh, decent attitude. De- yes,
1: definitely. I I, I uh, do agree. I am That way, yes, I'm blessed to have wonderful friends since my childhood. And again, uh, you know, George, uh, we are blessed, of course, but even these blessings do come with our own actions. Right. I would like to give this message to a lot of teenagers you know when I was in the school
2: yeah
1: i used to tell my friends like "Yeah, when i was in third or fourth grade if i remember our school was close to this uh, hal airport at that time there was one airport in bangalore that was hindustan Aeromat- aeronautics limited uh, at domlur at domlur Dom right
2: yeah, yeah
1: yeah so a lot of these aircraft used to fly from uh, above our school yeah so, one night, I think a lot of, some of these uh, international flights, uh, late night flights were flying. So, I told one of my friends in Canada, look, kyaar, I would like to grow so big where I wish to have breakfast in one city, lunch in another city. Right. So, he said, look, don't take it otherwise, man. All of us are totally blind. What are you guys going to do here? Maximum, we will be lecturers and lawyers. So where will these things happen? Yeah. So, you know, we need to then gradually, I, I, I started interacting only with such people where one is they have some vision, some purpose in life and always our debates used to be uh, around general knowledge, around various articles and uh, my friends, uh, you know, I think after eight standards in uh, Divine Light School, ninth and tenth, I completed through integrated education through Stacey's uh, Memorial High School. Yeah. So I had a lot of my friends who used to walk down with me uh, towards the school. You know, from Shivajinagar Bus Stand yeah. till uh, the school was in uh, MG Road. Yeah. Uh, so me and my friends used to walk down. I had my some of my friends, uh, my neighbors who were basically in Saint Joseph's School. And we used to, so when they used to walk down every day, yeah, they themselves volunteered. They said, "Look, Nagi, we will do one thing. Every evening we will read some Reader's Digest article, some Business World, India Today, as we are walking." we will discuss and we will debate around the articles. Right. Wonderful thought, no? Indeed, indeed. And we need to, see, whatever we create our lives to be, it depends upon the kind of friend circles we create around us.
0: To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website, www.division.com scorefoundation.org.in Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in
2: Your wife comes from the north of India while you come from Karnataka. Uh, How did you guys meet? How did it happen? Uh, if you recollect, George, uh, you had
1: also come for that uh, DPI conference in 1997, Disabled People's International Conference, which had which had happened in Delhi. Yes, I was there. In yeah. Park Hotel. We, yeah. we, that, that was a first meeting, if you recollect. Yeah. Even my first meeting with you. Yeah. Then somebody told uh, my wife now, Vishaka, that look, this guy is uh, in HR, in BPCL. And then she had also completed her uh, postgraduate diploma from fourth school. And it was becoming difficult for her to get a job. And she had done her MBA in finance. Yeah. So then somebody told her to meet me. So that, uh, you know, you you would be able to get some tips from him.
2: Yeah.
1: And then she had come with her mother.
2: Yeah.
1: Afterwards, uh, it was more like a formal uh, discussion. Uh, Neither, at least, both of us never even had imagined that we would end up in being life partners. Yeah. And then we also went to a mountaineering expedition uh, in the year nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Then also we were very formal. I was very clear because my my uh, dream was to make it to the US. So my worry was, what if I get married, I'll get entangled. Yeah. So I never wanted to get into that. But then, it's her mother who sent the proposal to me. Right. And then I said. Uh, uh, I need to think about it because I cannot take the decision. You know, there are certain decisions which I at least I have left my parents to take a call. This right. was one among them because right. my dad some other my dad had some other plans for me, uh, but I, I did something totally different. So I had decided marriage is one thing which I will leave it to my parents. And uh, then my uh, parents did visit Delhi somewhere in the month of uh, July or August. Yeah.
2: And then my mom said, son, I think
1: uh, the lady is okay. So, I will give my green signal for you to get married.
2: Nagraj, I was listening to one of your videos where you start by talking about karma. And karma is something that uh, a lot of people say their current state in life is because of some karma or the other. And often people talk about blindness, people being blind in today's scenario simply because of some karma that happened in some Previous avatar or previous uh, incarnation. Uh, so, what are your views on karma and has karma played a role in your life?
1: Make it short karma is nothing but a principle of uh, action, doctrine of action, rather. The karma is the result that you have got or you would get depending upon your past or present actions. I'll give a simple example of my own life. You know, my mom told this to me later on. Uh, whenever we used to join our school, uh, Divine Light School for the Blind, they used to do some kind of a genetic analysis. So they did ask, they did ask my parents, were you guys related? Was there any person who was blind in uh, one generation ago, two generations ago? Do you recollect anything? So, But in my, in my case, uh, they, they just could not come out of uh, any conclusions as to why I became blind. But then my mom told me once when I was at the age of 10 or 11, there was a lunar eclipse when she was carrying me and uh, she never knew it's a lunar eclipse and she was looking into the water, the reflection of the moon in, uh, in, the, in the water. Yeah. So probably this, I'm, saying, I'm not saying, this may be, or this can be an action. Right. And uh, as I told in the earlier video, like whenever I used to travel with my mom, um, with her in the bus when I was a kid, then of course I never knew what this karma is all about. They used to tell her in Canada, "God knows what karma you have done to give birth to a child like this, and God knows God knows what karma He has done to be born blind." Right. My mom said, "Look, I don't know what is his karma. I don't know what is my karma. Now it is my karma to ensure this son of mine leads an independent life and stands up on his own leg rather than." Being dependent on anybody on this Earth,
2: So what are your uh, long-term uh, uh, vision for your life in the remaining part of your life? What is it that you would like happen, and what is it that you would like to achieve? Are there any goals, any dreams?
1: I have already started working uh, on this, George. What I do is I actually coach kids yeah. on a voluntary basis. Yeah, like I, I, I help them to convert their dreams into reality. Yeah, And I do this with uh, only those kids or somebody who approaches me.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, That's what I would like to do now as I grow in life further. Help people to convert those dreams of theirs into reality in their lives. You know, the best happiness that any individual can get is when he or she says some things when, he, when, when they're in a kid or when, they're, when when they're in their teens and as they grow, When that same dream becomes a reality in their life, that's the greatest happiness that any individual can have for himself.
2: Well, Nagaraj, uh, uh, wish you the very best in your plans. I think this idea of coaching kids is a great one. Wish you the very best and thank you so much for talking to me. It's my honor and my pleasure, George. Thank you so much.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Barrier Break Solutions Private Limited and Score Foundation.